Hey everybody, Breakfast with Bill here. It's it's like 4.30 on a Friday afternoon, so maybe over the weekend you'll be able to have some Breakfast with Bill listen to this podcast, but I want to talk just real quick. Um, we got a couple filter strips that are expiring here in October. Now, um, one of them uh, got a really solid bank. It's it's got but it's 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 got good ground next to this little drainage ditch. And what I mean by good solid bank, we've we've cleaned that ditch out. We kind of got it, you know, build up along the edge. You're not really worried about a, a whole lot of problems. NRCS would redo that filter strip since it's next to that that it's and and I say a drainage ditch. It's an actually a creek that runs through there. But you know, how as a lot of them how the topography has been changed over the years. This thing runs straight down between two pieces of ground we own, between a 65 acres that we own and an 80 acres. And, and so we're on both sides of this drainage ditch. And it's the best ground we literally farm. This is what I call 280 bushel an acre corn ground. And the fact that, that this ground maxes out at 300 bucks an acre. Now the rental's well over $300 an acre, but because of the county cap, it's 300 bucks an acre, and I know you're going to say, wow, you know, that's 10 years, you know, 300 bucks an acre is pretty good. But, you know, there's, you know, I'm looking at what my dad's trust is going to net on that thing this year. And, you know, it's, it's in the upper fours, lower fives um, with just average yields. Um, and... You know where where it goes from there. Um, you know, I you, you figure it's probably going to go down some, but um, I think right now you could get a farmer to even give me a ten year contract for more than three hundred dollars an acre. And so the question is, you know, do you do you redo it or you not redo it? I, I I'm tending to not, and then after if prices do go down, to put them in later. Uh, Judy Judy likes both these filter strips. It's and I can tell you from the combine driver's perspective, it gives her a place to hook up heads. It gives her a place to kind of pull in off the road, you know, get turned around, get lined out. Uh, now we don't haul the grain out over the filter strip. We don't turn on the filter strip. We still put end rows. Um, and, well, the ones just along the along the field where we go back and forth, so you're not really. But but it's just nice to have that extra bit of cushion or room next to you between the drainage ditch and what you're doing. And the one patch would be a little bit hard to open up because you do along the road have an electric line there. And you know how it is when you're trying to, you know, harvest around an electric line and back up to open up the corners. I mean, it's just a pain. It's just a pain. But uh, you sit down and kind of decide what you do. So, I, you know, I, I, I'd appreciate some feedback on this thing. You know, do you or don't you? Um, and the one that that's not on the best ground, but it's the best ground in that farm, and it it needs the drainage ditch cleaned out. We got a neighbor that doesn't have a waterway, and that's his choice. That's okay. And you know, most years it's it's okay, but you get those years where you get a four or five inch rain, and you look back to two thousand nineteen, and you get a lot of corn stalks, especially people no till, and anymore with the vertical tillage tools when you vertical tillage and then no till, but you can get a lot of corn stalks moving, and a lot of dirt moving with those corn stalks. Now it doesn't go very far; it always stops up, and, and we don't have to clean this whole ditch out. But we got to clean the end out. And so you're sitting there going, okay, we got to clean it out. Now, NRCS wants us to, to reseed uh, it with a interseed the, the grass anyway 
with uh, they were mentioned in clover i would rather have alfalfa i think the alfalfa would last longer now i'm guessing the wildlife people are probably pushing the clover but and the clover is cheaper it's cheaper to buy get that understand that and and they're going to want you to do mid management at the you know somewhere between the four five six year time frame on on a 10-year contract for a filter strip uh and where we would clean out the the uh, drainage ditch we'd actually put uh, a little bit different cool season grasses in in with the the legumes so it's just one of those things where you got to sit back and decide what do you do and and with inflation going on you know you, you got to kind of figure too my guess is that you could have seen because uh, Vilsack has put some more quote unquote incentives back in to get you know CRP going, and I think if you hadn't seen these high prices, if you hadn't seen quote unquote the worry about food security, you know the food versus fuel debate, the food security debate, the high price of food debate, everything else, my guess is they would have raised if if they they would have raised some of these incentives or raised the rental rates on the CRP, and if that's the case, then you really start looking hard at at doing that. But and part of me just kind of wants to get unhooked from the government because I always worry. And and I think crop insurance is for here to stay. And my guess is the sod swamp and all the other requirements with crop insurance is is going to stay here. But you never know. And um, I'd hate to see a ten year ten year long CRP contract be the only thing tying me in a farm to maybe do having to do stuff that you really don't want to do. And, and you say, well, what do you mean by having it? Well, if they come down the road and say, well, you got to do cover crops or you got to have a social credit score or whatever to stay in the farm program, then I'm going to start thinking, hmm, maybe I don't want to have to do that. And maybe the incentives aren't there and you turn around and you're like, wow, I'd have to pay, you know, six or seven or eight or nine years of the CRP contract to get out of it. So maybe you just don't go into it to begin with. But then once again, you know, you, you're, it, it, it's the convenience factor of being able to farm next to it along with, along with the 300 bucks an acre for 10 years. But it, once again, you know, that's, that's quote unquote, there's not an inflation adjustment clause in that thing. Just one of the little things that, that, you know, you farmers out there probably think, well, that's no big deal. You either do it or you don't do it, which is true. But to, to the non-farmers out there, these are these decisions that you got to sit down and you got to figure out. And, you know, you can you can say you can pencil them out, but then there's there's always there's always complicating factors to everything that you look into there. I know I think Judy, Judy would actually say do it, and I think that's more from the 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 farming combining convenience side of it whereas i'm sitting here thinking i don't know if i want to be married to the government for 10 years um maybe worry about maybe somebody else needs to worry about being married to them for that long and i know other people are going to say yeah but you're going to take crop insurance and they're going to have these requirements and yeah you're going to do this they're going to have these requirements well yeah but i think it's going to be very very interesting the next farm bill debate i just really do believe this high price with this food insecurity, the food versus fuel, inflation. Um, and I also think, too, that the, the Dems kind of know what they want in a farm bill. Uh, 
But my guess is the Republicans take the House and the Senate, and then you're going to have the Biden administration, which I think you can see by the um, that what what incentives, quote unquote, package they had with the Ukrainian aid package to get more double crop, you know, wheat and beans. And some of the things there, you know, they're, you know, subsidizing crop insurance and then raising loan rates. Of course, that's Heidi Heitkamp there. That that had to come out of the White House, not USDA. Just had to. And so that tells me a little bit what they're thinking, which is 30, 40-year-old policy versus what probably the Republicans will be thinking will be more market-oriented. Well, hey... Do, do I or don't I? That is the question on a couple filter strips. Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, thanks for listening.